Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here, we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. We are back in the studio with my favorite Ozzy. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> I am so excited to have you back. We're going to do a little Q&A style conversation. Okay. Spicy questions. We Probably back. not. but No, definitely not. <laughs> He says no clickbait spicy questions. No. And I said, okay, None. we'll try not to. But we're going to kick it off with question number one. Looking back, what advice would you give yourself that first year of trying to conceive? We had no idea what we were about to step into. We had no idea what our journey was going to look like. What advice would you give yourself? If you could sit down and have coffee, what would you say? I would say to uh, remain hopeful. I think looking back, I didn't really know what I was getting into in those early days. And I didn't really know how long the road was going to be. But I always wanted to remain hopeful and believing you know, at the end of the day, it is in God's hands. And I think just remaining hopeful and trusting in the Lord that he is able to do that miracle. And I think even just through our IVF journey as well, like at the end of the day, it's in God's hands. We need to submit to his authority. So remain hopeful, submit to God's authority. Okay, so if we were to take that a step further, what does that mean for somebody who's like, okay, I don't feel a lot of hope right now. I feel resistant to God's authority. How would you challenge them? How would you equip them to actually live that out? Yeah, I think it's important to um, remember, and this would be a good piece of advice as well, that I would tell myself looking back is just as the man of the home and, and leader of the home, I think I need to be the one setting the tone and just creating that culture of hope and um, thanksgiving, right? God calls us to give thanks in all circumstances. And so I think looking back, I was really trying to be intentional of loving you, caring for you. And I need to be able to do that by first leading myself. And so just one of the ways I did that was I was always trying to dive into scripture and, and just learn more about God and his love for me so that I can remain hopeful, that I can remain filled to pour out and encourage you. And so that's one of the things that God's really just been teaching me over the years and through this journey is that, man, we can't lead. And this would be to men. It's like we can't lead until we're first leading ourselves. And so any way that you can really immerse yourself with the things of God, because man, this journey, it'll it'll reveal your foundation. That's one of the things I love about sport, being an athlete. Sport, man, it, it reveals what's in the heart. And I think this is definitely what this journey does is 
is it reveals what's deep in our heart, right? It brings things to the surface. And so just being watchful of what, what that is, let God just dissect the heart, be open to it and be open to how he wants to grow you and keep taking steps forward. And so when you're doing that yourself, then we're able to lead our wives through that as well. So that was such a good word. I think one of the things that I loved seeing you live out is that no matter how busy your schedule was, whether you were traveling, you were at away games, or it was even game day, or, um, you know, whatever was going on in our lives, always had your Bible open. And that was something that I think we heard in a message one time was just, if you have your Bible open out in your living room or in your kitchen, your kitchen table, it's so much harder to ignore an open Bible than it is to ignore a closed Bible. So I think just the simple act of like having your Bible open and ready and available. And then you would dive into like a lot of devotionals. We really love New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. We also love looking up things from John Piper and Desiring God. And then of course, we got really into Give Me an Answer, which is just like he goes around to different college campuses and they like have debate and conversation and we just were really sponges ultimately of just trying to consume content. I feel like we've got so fixated on who God was during parts of maybe more so consistently for you than me, but that was a lot more emotional about the journey. I would say the overall theme is that we were consumed with God's character and learning who he was over what our circumstances were trying to convince us he was because the enemy will always try to steal, kill, and destroy even God's character like in your eyes if you are only looking at your circumstances and not finding him and you're not seeking him. So I loved that that was like something that you were just really consistent in, in leading our home because there was definitely seasons where I was, I just, I just couldn't show up. (laughs) I just couldn't, I felt like it was just hard even just to get out of bed. And I was just like such an emotional wreck. And you were just so consistent about pouring that hope and that faith into me. And I needed that in that season, that leadership, but that could only come because you were plugged into the source, the vine, you know, we've talked about that where you have to be plugged into a person who's actually providing that, which is the Lord himself. So pretty cool. Okay. Next question. What kept your relationship with Christ so healthy and what kept you hopeful? Yeah, I think just the spiritual discipline of just showing up and spending time with God. I think especially now we can just get so caught up in our schedules and things that need to be done. But man, just learning to be quiet before God I think is just so important. Whether or not, you know, some days you're just feeling like God's speaking right to you. Other days, not so much. But that consistency, man, is so important. And so every day showing up, remain attached to the vine, like you said, Court, is just huge. And so I think um, seeking the Lord and his attributes, what he says about you, I think when you're trying to conceive and going through just such a trialing time, it can be easy to listen to the lies of the enemy and just play this narrative over in your mind. You need to combat that with what God says about you and in your circumstance. And man, with the Lord, we uh, we can live circumstance free. And that's one of the things that is such a gift. No matter what, like God's got us, that we can keep showing up. We can keep loving each other, keep loving people around us because the way that I show up and live my life is not dependent on whether we have kids, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day. It's on who God says that I am. And that's it. Man, th- those few years really struggled strengthened our faith and my faith as well. Yeah, just dive into spending quiet time with Jesus and um, letting his word just wash over us. And so especially as the man, I had to lead you in that really well. And I, I needed to wash you with the word, man, because it was tough. Every day was was t- 
tough. And so I think it's important to keep in mind when it comes to our faith, if we are not taking steps forward in our walk with the Lord, then we're going backwards, right? There's no there's no middle ground. And so what I like to think about is, man, God is preparing us now for our next best thing, right? Whatever it is in life, he's putting us through a trialing time, right? Life is going to be difficult and, and God doesn't promise it's going to be easy, but he's preparing us for the next big thing. And so I think being intentional in this season, maybe it's a waiting season for you. What is God teaching you? You know, spending quiet time with God and, and listening for his voice. What's he saying to you? How is he growing you? right? How how can you be intentionally waiting right now, I think is so important. I think that being quiet with the Lord is something that is not consistently practiced in our culture. And I feel like that is such a good point to highlight because we have so many sources of stuff coming in. I don't know how to explain that other than stuff coming in, like whether it's shows that we're watching, music we're listening to, YouTube, Instagram, social media, TikTok, friends. There is so much content being consumed that sometimes it's hard to really remember when was the last time that I went away, not just to open a devotional and quickly read it and like check off the to-do list, but actually just sit in the silence and say, Lord, what do you have for me? What are you teaching me? Where are you in this? You know, and just waiting for him to speak, waiting for him to just like fill the space with his presence, I think is something we, we miss. But one of the things that you mentioned was really how each situation situation or circumstance season that you're going through like for us that what we call the valley that we had gone through of waiting is God is preparing you for the next thing and I look back on that that time and I personally like Josh and I had a lot of conversations because we both have very different testimonies I grew up in the church he did not and he came to faith later in life I came to faith like very early like four or five years old and I had built understanding of God based off of if I behaved a certain way then I should receive certain blessings or I should be able to control my circumstances and how God responds to me based off of my behavior. I didn't realize I had done that until we started walking through infertility and we had a lot of faith conversations. Like it just opened up the door for us to have a lot of discussion around God's character and I felt so heartbroken. And honestly, I think we started asking that question like, why Courtney, why are you so, why is this so devastating for you? Especially because both Josh and I I responded to it quite differently. Like I felt like it was a very heartbreaking experience for me. And I was, I had a hard time remaining hopeful during a lot of it. Whereas I felt like Josh was very steadfast and really had the gift of faith. And I think a lot of that had to do with my theology of who I thought God was. So it was that season was really a deconstruction of my faith and my theology to reconstruct it according to God's word, like actually who he is, not who I thought he was. And reframe that my circumstances were not a byproduct of my behavior, but they were just simply his will, like what he allowed into my life. You know, a lot of times I think of Job and I think we ask that question, like, why do bad things happen to good people? And you look at Job and you're like, nothing worse could have happened to him. Everything that could have gone wrong, like in the most traumatic, dramatized way went wrong in his life. You can read about it. And I just sit there and I think like, this was someone who had found favor in God's eyes. Like, it says that like the enemy he allowed Satan to attack him to test him sometimes there's literally not a cause and effect situation sometimes it's just simply a test or it's just simply a valley and that's so hard for us to wrap our minds around because we live in a world full of cause and effect and we want to have a specific pinpoint 
pointed reason like, oh, this sin is why I can't do this or this circumstance is why I can't do that. And we get consumed by figuring out the why when really I think sometimes it's just a matter of resting in the valley and being like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Like God has prepared a way for me. He is my shepherd. He's my good shepherd during this time and he will lead me to that next path. Yeah, I was just thinking of the story of Peter walking on water in the gospels was just such a cool story of just how we can withstand the storms in our life, you know, because we are going to go through tough times. And um, I love this story in Matthew 14 when uh, the wind and waves are soaring and all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on water and then you see Peter and it says uh, chapter 14 of Matthew verse 28 and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so I used to think that this passage was Jesus calling Peter out on the water, but Peter was actually praying, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. And then Jesus says, come. That's such a cool story because even in the midst of the storm, we need to have faith. We need to see Jesus for who he is. And we need to still say, Lord, if it's you, then tell me to come. And so Peter had his eyes fixed on Jesus, that he had bold faith that he could walk on water. No one else (laughs) that we see in the Bible walked on water except Jesus and Peter, right? And, And Peter, he saw Jesus. He had his eyes fixed on Jesus. And as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and was looking at the at the wind and the waves is when he started to sink. But man, have your eyes fixed on Jesus. It's so important when you're going through the storm, you can still have bold faith that Peter had, that he had the faith to step out of the boat. And you can imagine him just thinking, what, what am I doing right now, right? Just his feet touching the water, but he starts walking towards Jesus. But man, we can have this bold faith, this bold expectation of Jesus. That's why it's so important spending time with him because when you see Jesus for who he is, right, not just for what he can give you, but for who he really is, that's when we can step out of the boat, where we can walk on water, and we can start living a life that doesn't look normal to this world, but we can live just with this crazy faith because of who Jesus is, that he calls us out, and uh, I think that's where he meets us. So powerful. Okay, we're going to dive into the next question. What is one thing that you wish we could have done differently or changed in that season of trying to conceive maybe a piece of advice that you think someone who's currently going through that could benefit from applying to their life today? Yeah, well, for us, we were overseas in different countries through many of those years when we were trying to conceive. And so we were really isolated a lot of the time. We tried to be intentional to get plugged into churches and community wherever we were at. But um, that's probably one thing that I wish we had more was just more community. And I think, you know, when we're going through tough times, I think our tendency is to isolate ourselves sometimes or just to go through the pain ourselves and not open up or not want to talk about it or build relationships. But that's really what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to isolate us to a place where he can just have control, just speaking lies over us. And so I would just encourage you to be intentional to get in community. Community is so important because, man, that's the way God intended us to do life with people that can pick us up, encourage us, continue to challenge us to keep putting one foot in in front of the other. And so I know now that we're planted here on Maui, an amazing church community, man, it is so important that we are plugged into the body of Christ, that we can really experience the blessing of different members of the body, even during our tough times, still be a blessing to others. And so community is huge. Yeah, community is one of 
of those things where, because we have different personalities, Josh definitely helps me embrace that and, and seek that and make time for that because naturally I think I would be more of like, isolation type personality, um, which actually didn't serve me even when we were overseas, like as much as that was like my comfort zone to just be home and deal with it. It was something that caused bigger issues because I didn't have community around me. But one of the things that I'm so grateful for was our virtual community, like as crazy as that sounds, like thankfully, you know, you had a lot of mentors that would meet with you via Zoom and FaceTime and phone calls that just poured into you throughout different seasons while we were overseas. And that was huge for you. And I had my team of coaches through what I do as a as a Beachbody coach. And that was like huge for me to be able to have people that were just like reminding me of the truth and praying for us. Like even my team of coaches, when we went in for our IVF transfer, they sent a huge bouquet of flowers that just had me in tears that morning. And then the night before they asked me to jump on Zoom and they prayed over me. And it was just like such a powerful testimony that like God can truly, if you're, receptive he can create that space for community but ultimately like you know you look at god he's the triune god (laughs) he's three in one he is community in his essence so we really were built in his image which means we do need one another to get through this um and so yeah i think that's such a good point okay wrapping up with our final question i would love to hear how do you feel now that we've had successfully you know an ivf journey we only had our one embryo from our ivf journey and she is sleeping the other room our little one-year-old how do you feel like looking down the barrel of wanting to expand our family like what does that look like for you as the husband do you like I know how I feel but like how do you feel nervous at all about trying to conceive again have you thought about trying to conceive again like what does that look like for you yeah that's tough I am definitely enjoying being a girl dad it's the best thing ever and so man it's hard to imagine not going through what we went through to have a baby like you know looking back it's like man we would do anything to to have Highland right but um it was just such a heavy process and I don't know the IVF journey is a tough journey and so I don't know if I'm ready to go through that again right now maybe sometime down the road or I don't know what the Lord has but I think right now I'm yeah just enjoying Highland um still figuring out how to be a good dad a you know a good husband and um I don't know I think I'm just enjoying the season and who knows what the Lord has for us. Does it make you nervous though? Like thinking through how it took us so long and now we're like, oh wow, we're already a year in. People who have two kids usually are starting to try at this point. Like does any of that get in your head at all or do you not really think about that because you're a guy? It doesn't, yeah, I. it doesn't make me nervous. I know at the end of the day, God's in control. And so if he wants us to get pregnant now, well, shoot, we can. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's in God's hands. I would love to have more kids. And so I think that's one thing, like as we talk about having more kids and the idea of having more and Highland having, you know, a brother or sister or multiple is just really special. But I think right now, if it happens, that would be amazing. If not, I don't know. I'm okay right now. I'm always trying to be content. (laughs) Why does this guy love the Lord so much? Shoot. No, I'm just, I love the season I'm in right now. So, 
I love Island. It's not like I'm trying to be looking for more. I don't know. I think you're more of the planning one that's like, oh, we got to do this. And this time I'm just like, man, this season is great. Like I'm a girl dad. This is awesome. So it's honestly mind blowing to me a little bit, ladies. I don't know if you're like this, how you can listen to your husband talk about the subjects that you probably spend a gazillion hours a day thinking through, right? It's like, I have a million thoughts going on at one time, which is why like I always forget something. Like this morning we went to church and I totally forgot things that I needed. So we had to run back upstairs, all the things, right? Because I have a million and one thoughts going through my head. And one of those that's always on repeat is like, am I going to have more kids? What's going to happen? What does God have in store? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like this, like repeating loop. And my husband's over there sleeping <laughs> like a sweet little baby, just content and peaceful in daddy's arms, God's arms. And just like, okay. Great. It is like so refreshing though, to have us have different approaches in our faith and different strengths in our faith. Like we did take spiritual gift tests and we have very different strengths and weaknesses. Maybe we'll go over that at a different episode, but it's just one of those things where we can be iron sharpening iron like I can really challenge us to spend time praying and thinking about it because it's on my mind and like kind of move that forward and, and seeking God and petitioning God for something at the same time that he can also give me that like anchor that says let's let's choose contentment even in praying and even in asking and even in surrendering so pretty awesome but we hope that you enjoy just hearing different perspectives and us together as a married couple chat through some of these questions or feelings as you're navigating that road Yep, good to be on here. God loves you guys. You got this. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength, or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.